Welcome, friends, to random number 112. That's right, the 112th episode of Random. I'm Ox. That's Luke. Uh, we missed last week because Luke is working like a dog, and we're not going to berate him for it because we're all adults, and we can live in peace and harmony and shit like that. So, fuck you, Luke. Now let's get on with it. Uh, most of every <laughs> uh, most of this list is from last week. Um, we watched uh, the latest episode of Doom Patrol, which uh, was Francis Patrol, right? Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna be straight honest with everybody. I watched some of this stuff two weeks ago. I don't fucking remember. That's why I'm trying to lay the details out because I know you catch on to it. Do you want to talk Batman Hush? Why? Uh, because you know more about it, I'm guessing, than I do. Why did you watch it? I was just bored one night after work and couldn't sleep and put it on. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure you read the comics, though, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, well, I've just heard there's dissent amongst the uh, DC fans. Yeah, fucking DC fans can eat me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you liked it well enough? Eh, it's whatever. People are complaining because Riddler is not Hush in the book. That's what they're fucking complaining about. Hmm. So is so I'm assuming Hush is his own character, right? Yes, Hush is Tommy Elliot, his surgeon friend. Oh, see that. But that's a, in the book. Riddler was behind it, you know, like he did. Uh, you know, use Elias' pit, and he manipulated everyone to do this. True, <clears throat> but Hush was actually Tommy Elliot, not Riddler. So, in terms of what the change does to the story, it gets more emphasis on Riddler versus the book, which is like the scene at the end of him just being like, "It was me all along, Batman." <laughs> no, it's, there's a little bit more to it, but uh, I was just intrigued by. It. Uh, considering we're getting to know the Bat family a little bit more. Uh, it was interesting to see uh, Grayson just hanging out with Batman and like so Hush was written early 2000s and it just seems like Batman and Catwoman have had this on and off again fling or like do they always get to the point where they could possibly be together and then they're just like nah and then fuck them over for like another 50-60 issues. Pretty much that. Like, literally, what, last year? is literally like, here's the engagements. We're getting married, guys. And on the day of the wedding, Catwoman was like, nope, peace out. I'm gone. See, that's the that's the striking thing. Because, like, I knew of Hush. And, like, um, it's, it's Jim Lee that drew it, right? Yeah, Jeff Loeb wrote it. Jim Lee drew it. So, uh, like, it's, it's high-end people working on it. And, like, I always remembered Hush because, like, they even released, like, just the pencils version because that's what he obviously drew. He didn't ink it or anything. But, like, it's always been that one that I wanted to check out because it seemed like it was off the beaten track. But, like, this kind of just turned out like every Batman story I've ever seen. It's just, like, parading his rogue gallery and, oh, fucking, it's, at the end of the day, it's a goddamn glorified... Scooby-Doo mystery. True. But, you know, it's okay. I I never liked Hush, though. Like, it was this huge, 
huge book when it came out, and I was like, whatever. Give me, give me more Rucka and Brubaker shit, like in War Games and fucking the one. Oh my god, my brain is fucking fried. The <laughs> one where Gotham's cut off, No Man's Land. Like, give me oh, some yeah. more shit like that. Um, the the animation of it really looked pretty fucking rough too. Yeah, it looked really stilted. But like, I don't know how much money they're actually putting into these things anymore. Yeah, it seems like they're just cranking them out. Um, I think there was even an ad for like a new Harley Quinn uh, uh, video. But like, they've done what four in the last year? Fuck, I don't know. I can't keep up with it. But yeah, um, that's really about it for Hush. I'm sure if you wanted to see it, you've seen it and seen all the bullshit about it. So, other than that, we got Best and Worst, which is Fight Club and Son of the Mask, which I just finished up be- under duress. I want the record to show under duress. Um, then we watched the first five episodes of Woo Assassins. Uh, and then theatrically, we saw The Kitchen, Dora the Explorer, uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And did you see another one then? Oh, and 47 uh, meters down uncaged. That's it. That's a sweet fucking title, let me tell you. <laughs> That's it, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, fuck, let's start a Doom Patrol then. Uh, essentially, Cliff wants to talk to his daughter. Uh, the man that stepped in for him died, but... Oh, I remember now. I texted you. This this episode was so goddamn emotional. Goddamn, uh, Doom Patrol. And I wanted to get around to that, and that's why I led with the alligator side of it, because... Doom Patrol did this really amazing thing and like so we've gotten tidbits of Larry's past that like going through time whatever um, and like they give him half the episode just to kind of explore these issues and it's really well done it's kind of really sweet and like um, god damn it I had something to compare it to um, was it Forrest Gump it certainly wasn't, um, but it 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 surprised me in the fact that we've always ever seen like lesbian stories, and I think everybody's just been too afraid to do males, but like they did this one so great. Um, I don't know. That's a that's a weird statement, but. Um... Well, I mean, you, you know. well, I mean, they allowed it to be cl- have closure to it without having it interfere with this. Like, that's the thing that Doom Patrol does so great is like when they're done with telling of a, a bit of this story, like we don't have to go back to rehash it. Like it's a one and done. <laughs> Whatever. Like, There's an alligator fight. And we get an alligator. <laughs> the most ridiculous alligator fight we've seen this year so far. Um, uh, oh, I don't know. Crawl was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> Crawl didn't have alligators leaping out of the water. And yeah, but it had them diving through windows to eat people. Touche. Mm, Touche. Um, no, but I love it. It's a... It's a on both fronts, it's a, it's a beautiful little episode. Like, I love all the stuff with, like... Cliff 
doing what he needs to for his daughter, but not impinging on the memory of the guy who adopted her, realizing that like her happiness is better than what fucked up mess he would bring into it and just gives her the watch back and gets that closure for her. And I love the moment when, you know, the whole point of the flashbacks on Larry's side is how he's so afraid of what he is and he has to hide it. He's worried about what everyone thinks, but then he, you know, in the end he carries his former lover out to the front, right to the porch in front of everyone and has that moment with him before he dies. It's just mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then fucking a uh, cyborg gets kidnapped because he yeah. turned off his cyborgness. <laughs> yep. And now we're going to the ant farm. Uh, I'm assuming you know what the ant farm is because I'm I do. I'm super excited about this next episode. And when you text me about the fields for this episode, like when we missed last week, I was about to ask you if we should just do two episodes and I was like, hmm if I'll have time to cram it in. And like I watched it today because I just didn't think I was ready and I was totally correct. Like this this episode really hit hit home and like it's crazy how much I care for these characters that I didn't know ten episodes ago. Yeah. It's and true. like I absolutely had no I had no inkling that they'd be able to pull this team together as well as they did. And we still get five episodes left. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's weird. It's so weird that there's a fifteen episode run. Like that's really mm-hmm. throwing me. Uh, they have season two announced, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, and then like season two starts of Titans in two weeks, I think. I don't fucking know. I just keep seeing the trailer all the time. Mm, I don't go searching for that stuff, so I don't worry. About I don't it, either. But I know I'm I psyched just, about it. I get bored. <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna watch fucking dumb videos on YouTube. And it always plays beforehand. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so yeah, Doom Patrol is still knocking it out of the park, and I love it so much. Um, let's go with Woo Assassins. Did you only watch the five episodes then? I did. Okay. Uh, essentially, we're getting Ico from The Raid, uh, his series on Netflix. Um, he's a street food cart guy, chef. Um kind of on the outskirts of this turmoil of gang warfare in Chinatown. I guess that's the best way to describe it, but we all, we get... No, the best way to describe it is he's possessed by the powers of a thousand monks to fight evil. It's so good. I love everything about this fucking show. <laughs> oh, this show is really ridiculous on it all is. fronts. It is dumb in the best possible way. And yeah. when you're kind of thinking like, oh, I don't know, this show's dumb, then they throw out a kick-ass fight scene. And you're like, oh, wait, yeah, no, I'm back in. Let's do this. And not only just a kick-ass scene. Like, it's some of the best fucking hallway scenes, fights, like, since Daredevil season one. Well, because um, I was just like, I was like, I don't know what they're going to do. You know, like, what's it going to be? And that first episode opens and, like, he, like, drops the clip out of that gun and, like, stabs a guy with it and butterfly knives him to the wall and is punching him. I was like, oh, fuck, we're going semi-raid on this. I'm in. Oh, yeah. Um, and and yeah. then 
and then a fucking water dragon attacks him. I'm like, what? Hmm? What's going <laughs> on? Uh, so yeah, it's just really ridiculous. I'm not. I'm assuming we're not gonna get all five of the woo, and it's probably just gonna be mainly dealing with the fire woo for this first season, and the earth woo, or wood woo, or whatever he is. Who's the wood woo? Did you not watch episode five? Um, no, but I thought he was just a monk that knew. Hmm. I think I've I've misplaced some parts. We're not talking about the dude from Sons of Anarchy, right? The yes, one that we are. used to be a monk. Yeah, he yeah, used I thought he was a monk. But then he took he killed the the wood woo and took his power because he was a healer and he wanted to try and heal his dead family, but it didn't work. So he is still the wood woo though. Ah, see, I did not catch that part. I thought he was just trying to. Uh, kill the Wu like you were supposed to, and then just took one of the pieces. Mm, and that's what. Really and also, you have to kill all the Wu's and make the turtle shell whole again. <laughs> I love the show so much. That's yeah. all. <laughs> it's like, like I texted you, it's just like, it's Iron Fist, but good. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. I, Iron Fist was always just like too dour and it didn't quite know what to do. And when you look at it, the actual simul- similarities between like season one of Iron Fist and this are ridiculously mm-hmm. parallel. You know, it's uh, 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 a normal person who is imbued with this power and he's the chosen one and he has this destiny. And then, you What's know, so funny is I bet you, I bet you if you took a look at the people working uh, on this show, I bet you there's a lot of crossover between the Netflix heroes. Um, because I bet you those choreography, like the uh, hallway uh, fights and shit, are done like by those same people. And like when oh. they realized they were losing those heroes, they're like, "Well, fuck, let's make our own properties and like snag this one." And it's just fucking awesome. <laughs> it is, and it knows exactly what its tone is. Mm-hmm. In like the second episode. Maybe yeah. when like there's literally a prolonged sequence of his him screaming in anguish as he chops vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this show is so ridiculously fun. Um, yeah. So uh, we're dealing with uh, modern time gang warfare with it's it's almost uh, a mix of Iron Fist and. Modern day, uh, little trouble, little big trouble in little Tokyo. Big trouble in little, little China. China. Fucking goddamn, my brain is just as proud as yours. <laughs> but watch the show because it's fucking awesome. It is it, <laughs> like. Plus, it's another one of those Netflix shows where like it knows what story it's telling because like one episode was only like thirty minutes. I was like, oh fuck yeah, yeah I can do this. Plus, there's one yeah. like dope fight scene in every episode mm-hmm. so uh if you're looking for that check it out because it's awesome i'm looking forward to these next five episodes so there's also yeah. a scene where he has to punch a rock a lot it's it's the best it's- <laughs> no he has to move a rock across the line that's 10 feet away and he manages to do it by beating the shit out of it and it's awesome <laughs> 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 
So yeah, check that out. Um, moving on to the worst and best list. Fucking son of a mask. What a mess. Um, arguably one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. I don't know if I can put it that far, but I mean, it's just a, a bad movie for sure. No, it, it is atrocious. See, it feels like we're getting into this area where like these are just project films like nobody was really supposed to see, but they just got made and they're like, I'll get, put a stamp on it and put, get it out the door. Because like, I, I could see this just being a rerun like on one of the movie channels just for the fuck of it. Um, and like nobody pays attention to it because like it's just just real dumb. It's real bad. And like it's just child humor and whatnot and it's like I get it and this isn't the 90s anymore and people are expecting a hell of a lot more but I'm so glad that they wrapped up the the mask storyline and we don't ever have to deal with that again. Well, like, Although this wait 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 didn't the the real problem I have with this goddamn movie is the goddamn baby winking at the end. Did he have sex with his mom? <laughs> no, but I'm glad he went there. <laughs> um, because Jamie Kennedy was very confused at how she was having a child, and then he handed him a kid and it winked. <laughs> well, I seem to think that like Jamie Kennedy didn't understand sex in that whole movie. I mean, you're fair. That's fair. But also, Uh, he only had sex with her when he had the mask on for the Halloween party, it seems. It seems like it. And she was immediately pregnant. Just immediately pregnant. Which is Uh, such a travesty, because it's uh, the chick from Two Guys in in a Pizza Place, which I really love that show, and I was like, oh, it's good to see her again. And then this movie just ruined it. Ruined everything for me. Um, I had a, a huge sticking point with um, doesn't happen often. There's not a lot of Jamie Kennedy as the mask. Um, but when he is, why does he have plastic hair? <laughs> I, I can't tell you. Because it, it really looks really me. just a, yeah. <sighs> I can't tell you. Um, I have no idea who decided on that look, but they made a mistake. For sure. My guy, and like, I just love when he's just like, well, none of it makes any sense. None of that fucking movie makes any sense. He's like, oh, really? Alan Cumming as Loki, but he's just, hmm. God damn it. This movie's just the worst. Uh, the, The idea that he's just like, oh, I'm going to this Halloween party, and she's like, "What are you?" And he's like, "A werewolf victim." And I was like, "Why do you have an axe in your back then, huh? What the fuck is this? Tighten your shit up. You're not making any sense." Um, and then he's just like, "Everyone goes all out on the Halloween party. I'm gonna be the fucking. Everyone's gonna make fun of me." And like, it looks like they're wearing five dollar costumes, and no one's dancing. That looks like the worst party ever. And then he just does this terrible musical number, and he's like, "Bye bye. I gotta go fuck my wife." And and then you don't get anything for like an hour, except for some mm-hmm. fucking baby bullshit. I'd rather watch fucking goddamn baby geniuses again than this horse shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. This movie sucked real bad. It did. And you were like, that's when you're like, ready to go? And I was like, no, you have to watch this. If I have to see it, <laughs> you have to watch this. 
Well, like, I wasn't sure if you have rented it in the last two weeks, and, like, I just missed it. Um, because I was going to be real disappointed if I was going to have to rent it also. Uh, because, trust me, I would have fucking put an end to the best and worst list today if I would have had to pay for that damn movie. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> That's $3 that. I'll never see again. Don't ever I watch slave. that movie. Just take our word. I have, I slave all day. I haven't had a day off in two weeks. I take my hard-earned money and I spend it on Son of the Mask. <laughs> uh, you you really do have questionable life choices at this point. Jesus, how am I even alive? <laughs> I hope somebody just sees that charge and is just like, we're, we're real sorry. We're just going to give that back to you because you're dealing with a lot of things that just nobody can comprehend. I'm just gonna get like a call and they'll be like, "This is your credit card. Uh, did you actually rent that? Just check it for fraud." <laughs> no, fucking get them. Just sue everybody. Sue them all. Ah, uh, so dumb. So jumping from there to the best list with Fight Club. Uh, what is this like? Our third Fincher film? Second. We've only done seven, right? I thought there was another one. Mm, no. But anyway, goddamn if Fincher's not my jam. What? <laughs> I know. Hard to believe. Well, I explain yourself. Uh, no, 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 I think you misheard me. Uh, because I definitely love everything that Fincher does in the movie. Oh, I thought you said Fincher is not my jam, and I was like, this is the end of the show. <laughs> no, 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 no. Opposite of that. He's 1,000% my jam. Mm. Nah, to be fair, his mid-work is my jam. Early to mid-work. I haven't really cared for him lately. Mm, he did do the, the dragon tattoo that I really liked. Uh, mm, that movie fucking is. sucks. And I realized that you were going to say that, and that's why I had to throw that one out there. But uh, yeah, yeah this, this movie's fucking stellar. Um, I think I, I picked up a lot more um, of the nuances, and it's nice knowing the twist going in, because you can look for all of that along the way. Um, I don't think I really ever paid attention to uh, what's-her-name, and like the... the subtle references made throughout that she had no fucking idea who or what he was talking about when like they were talking about the other one in the room. Um, But yeah, looking at that stuff uh, head on this time, like all of it flowed so much more and we get meatloaf. So what's not the like? (laughs) Meatloaf! Yeah, no, it's really good. I I think it's my favorite Fincher movie. Um, right below it, but oh my god, I love this movie so much. Um, I just, I'm just blown away with uh, goddamn Brad Pitt right now. Like, I don't think I can think of anything that he's just phoned in. Like, he's just so charismatic on screen, and like every second he's on in this movie, I was like. Yeah, this is fucking great. This is absolutely wonderful. Stellar work, Brad Pitt. And it only made me appreciate him more that we just saw him in fucking Tarantino's latest. So, Yeah, I, th- I saw somebody describe it and Pitt works best as like a supporting actor. Like he's like, 
a character actor trapped in a movie star's body. Because, like, you say that, but, like, like, meet Joe Black is fucking awful. And, like, a river runs through it. It's awful. And seven years in Tibet is fucking awful. Like, he did a lot of shit. But then he just started doing these, like, weird projects and not being the focus of shit. And, you know, like this and 12 Monkeys and Seven and just burn after reading like he's just so great in that those where he's not the focal point hmm. right on yeah that's fantastic and now i kind of want to watch some of those other ones i don't think i've ever seen 12 monkeys you goddamn fool <laughs> i feel like i needed to say that just so everybody is on the same page and like i know i'm a fool for not seeing it but i should at some point um, I think I was going to when they brought the show to sci-fi and I was just never got around to it. So, um, but yeah. So good. Fucking... Um, yeah. I don't know. What is there to say about Fight Club that hasn't been said? Uh, you know, like one, we don't live in that world anymore. So it'd be weird. Like I kind of want to sit someone down who like, who just turned like 16 and show them this and be like, you know, they don't get the the malaise and the listlessness and the the uncertainty that people had in, like, 99. Like, we weren't in, you know, an endless war in the Middle East yet. You know, like he's talking about we don't have a war. We don't have a depression. There's nothing that defines us as a generation, which, like, two years later, we had all those things. You know, yeah. it's weird. And kids wouldn't know. I don't know. It's weird. No, I get it. And, like, um, the the toxic masculinity side of this movie, like, just rings true with, like, a lot of the shit that we've been watching lately, like, it's, it's kind of a depressing watch, this movie. Like, everything that's going on, but, like, it's so well-crafted to get to the end point. It's, like, you're just in awe when everything goes down. And it's, like, God yeah. damn it. It's so. one of those things that, like, the movie plays everything so... It's the reason people misconstrue the film. Uh, mm-hmm. It plays everything so straight that you it's hard to know that it's a satire unless you yeah. pick up on it. You, yeah. you, know, you want to buy into what, what Tyler's saying and what he's trying to put forth and the ideals behind it. But it, it's a joke. Like, you know, it's the idea of you're trading consumerism and being a yes man to in one side as a nebish uh on unimportant person to becoming the focal point of a cult but doing the exact same thing <laughs> you know like like i have never seen the idea of like we uh we are an entire group about anarchi- anarchism and bringing down the man but here's the seven page list of rules we have to follow you know and we need to <laughs> micromanage everything and <sighs> yeah uh, I think like back when we watched American History X like it's uh, so different tones but very similar movies um, and like I think just talking about um, not catching that it was satire the first time and that was definitely me. And I was like, yeah, let's burn this world down and fucking shit. But, like, this time I was like, oh, this is all fucked up. No, none of this. And, like, to speak to what you were just saying, like, that it just rings so much more true now that I've getting, gotten a little older and wiser. 
and started critiquing shit a little bit more than I ever did. So, um, yeah, I was, I'm happy to rewatch it and finally get those things that I probably should have caught maybe the first or second time around. So, but yeah, yeah. awesome fucking movie. Yeah. And yeah, more just, Fincher. It, <laughs> I think this is probably, you know, this is the last Fincher I know for sure. But yeah, he's got, a, he's got a good, for the most part, he's got a good filmography. Alien 3 sucks. Uh, That's fair. Then, Isn't he working he on an, another one? What, another alien? Yeah, I thought so. No, Ridley Scott owns that shit. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, but no, Fincher is... Fuck, didn't they just say he's doing some weird like biopic movie next or something? I hope so. Whatever it is, I'll see it. It's fantastic. I'm, I'm all well, in for Fincher. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time he did Social Network, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely like I think I like um fuck who's the who's the other writer that did that Sorkin yeah so ah man these guys are just great and I'm glad you're opening my eyes to them so fucking if you haven't seen Fight Club yet fucking what are you doing you're doing a disservice to yourself go see that shit um. So let's talk about the theatricals, I suppose. Uh, oh, yeah. You never saw fucking uh, The Art of Racing in the Rain, did you? No, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck that movie. Did you see it? <laughs> yeah, I did. And it was the one of the worst. Just what a fucking mess of trying to decipher a message for a movie. And also, Kevin Cosner as a dog checking out. Amanda Seyfried's ass is just too weird for a movie. Um, but yeah, essentially, I told you, don't, don't dude, watch dog movies. Dude, this one really is like, I don't think I ever want to watch a dog movie ever again. Um, because Kevin Costner tells you that he's a dog every 20 seconds. And man, if he didn't, if he had opposable thumbs or a way to communicate with person, Boy, a lot of things would have been different in this life telling story. It's like just such a fucking mess. Does he die? Uh, they don't. They do it. I mean, he does, but they don't make a big deal about it. the The big thing about the movie is that the wife gets cancer and he can smell it, but he can't relay it. So then, like, spends probably a third of the movie with her having cancer and like. Nobody can do anything about it. Um, but when she dies, the parents really hate that he's a race car driver and move to file custody for the daughter that just lost her mom after a year of watching her just, like, writhe away. And, like, it's just such a fucked up... Any exploitation of this whole, like, trying to tug at your heartstring bullshit, like... At no point was this movie even close to being coherent. Just a fucking mess. I fucking I warned you. Listen, I'll I will definitely heed your warnings a little bit more because I'm I don't know if I'm more upset with myself for spending five dollars on that damn movie or that you spent three dollars on Son of the Mask. 
It's really a toss-up right now. I think it's probably Son of the Basque. I mean, I'm just gonna say probably, that. but woof, what a mess. For sure. Um, so the ones we did see, um, let's start with scary stories to tell in the dark. Um, did you ever read the book? Yeah, of course. What kid doesn't read those books? This guy. So I had no fucking idea what I was walking into. Oh, you big dumb dumb. <laughs> like, I I want to say that I had read some of them, but I really can't remember any of those stories. So, like, I'd, ha- I'd be hard-pressed to tell you if I ever did actually read them. So. It's, uh... It's like a it's like a rite of passage. It was like the thing you got in the fucking scholastic book fair that you felt like you were breaking the rules. You're like, yeah, look at this shit. Mm, yeah. But not this guy. Apparently. Uh so what'd you think of the movie? Uh full on caveat. I fell asleep for a little bit. Um <laughs> I'm not sure I missed <laughs> I don't think I missed much outside of the uh the climax of the film. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, they, uh, like, she was in the house in, like, the past, and, like, the the hunky crush was, like, coming in, and, you know, they're on, like, the different timelines. And then I woke up, and it was, she's like, and I will tell your story. And I was like, oh, uh, I fucking passed out there for a little bit. I think I got the gist of it, though. <laughs> You missed when they were in the house? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so I will relay this part because it's actually, like, pretty comedic. So they they get ransacked at the police station, whatever. Yep. Um, she runs off to the house before him, and mm-hmm. somehow he manages to get there as well. But when yep, she, steps in, she steps into the house... And, like, goes up st- upstairs and, like, is transported back to when uh, this girl was, like, essentially locked in the basement. Because... Yep, got there. <laughs> and, like, they pull her out from underneath the table. And, like, he finds her glasses on the floor in the future. And, like, about to die. And, like, <laughs> this bitch comes out of the shadows when she's locked in the cellar. Um and gives her her blood pen, which is pretty fucking sweet. If I could get my hands on one of them blood pens, I'd be all about it. Um, but it, essentially, she just took the book and she's like, "Everybody lied, bad people. We good?" And she's like, "Yeah, that's that's fine." And then the one corpse guy f- fell to pieces, and that was it. <laughs> I, yep, I missed all. Like I said, she was in the past, and like she was going up the stairs, and he was on the stairs, and I was like, "Oh, what?" I thought I heard something, and I woke up, and she was like writing her letter, being like, "I told your story, but now I need to avenge my friends." And I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh, motherfucker! Uh, so like, none of this this movie scared me at all whatsoever, and I'm a big scaredy cat, which really surprised me. Um. But the fucking spiders coming out of the cheek thing. Uh, I saw like two spiders and totally freaked out this weekend. And like, even the the spider web scene in Dora, I was like, nope, let's just never deal with spiders ever again. Fuck You're spiders. You're such a baby. You're a baby. Fucking spiders are the worst. 
<laughs> the best, the best part of that was the, the, the like. We saved her. She didn't die, and the cop was like, "She's fucking insane." <laughs> <laughs> you saved no one. This bitch is gonna be locked away forever. Um, and then, like, uh, it, when it's at the end, it's just like, you know, they're still missing, probably dead, but I'm gonna try and find my friends. And she looks in the rearview mirror, and the fucking spider bite girls in the back just smiling. And I was just like, "What is this? <laughs> what, what do we?" <laughs> Set up a franchise. Fuck it. Um, um, I I do like that. Uh, it went a little deeper than I thought. Like what you know, like a kids' movie would. Like you know, they're yeah. definitely talking about race and uh, the war and all the stuff that's happening at that time. I enjoyed that, <laughs> but some of it was just like either too cheesy. I the spiders and the big fat lady in the hospital (laughs) like that sequence went on so long and i was like please just stop this is dumb um or it was just like so over the top on the nose like the the fucking like racist abusive alcoholic fucking teenager who gets killed by a scarecrow was just like just i don't need pathos to all my characters but he's a walking cliche yeah yeah but I didn't. I didn't much care for it. It seemed like it did the job that it needed to, but it, for me, it was just like, eh, whatever. Well, good. I'm glad you're not being a big fucking baby anymore. Uh, no. I mean, there was nothing frightening about this movie. I mean, it didn't. It didn't even really have jump scares. Like it just blob lady oh. down the hallway, and she's just like giggling as she comes towards you, and like you, every hallway, she's right there. It's like. That's just not scary. And the toe lady, what it's about, like it's whatever. What about what about turning into a scarecrow, huh? That's terrifying. That was absolutely not terrifying. You just started spitting out hay. I was like, oh, well, I guess that's how you turn into scarecrows or something. I don't fucking know. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it is what it is. Um, yeah, it had that. Uh, it had that kind of like 80s Amblin vibe to where like it is a kid story for kids but it had an edge of danger to it like those people really fucking died in this movie and they're not coming back you know like you don't get that in movies that are ostensibly aimed at children yeah yeah I was actually pretty shocked Um, when they got down to the last two people I was like cool let's fucking kill them off to be done with this movie and then it fucking went on for another half hour and we're fucking going through a haunted house now. Like, also, fucking, you, you don't cast fucking Dean Norris, fucking Hank Schrader in a movie and give him nothing to do. What the fuck? That's true. I was like, oh shit, it's fucking Asac Schrader and he's going to take a bullet in the back of the fucking head in the desert and instead he's just like, I'm sad my wife left me. I'm going <laughs> to sit here and eat my TV dinner. Yep, that's bullshit. Goddamn Hank. Give give him some more. But uh so jumping from there and to the great film, forty seven meters down, uncaged. Um oh, was it, we're going straight. Was this not supposed to be on Netflix release? I don't fucking know. I don't care is the answer. So we've been talking about this one for the last few months because like it it was supposed to be released earlier this year and then got bumped and then 
And then I think it jumped to a theatrical release. Um, either way, this movie is shit. Real trash. Oh. <laughs> so here's my piece of me going, huh, after it. I was watching it and I was like, this movie is fucking incompetent. It's terribly made. It's terribly shot. None of it makes any fucking sense. This is horse shit. And then I pulled up the director and I was like, oh, he directed Strangers Pray at Night. Fuck you, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. I don't believe that at all. Somebody <laughs> lied and put his name on the marquee. There's not a fucking chance. This movie is so... This is the worst. And I can't believe that's the same person. There's no way. Yep, apparently, he he directed the first one, too. But yeah, he did Strangers. And I was like, that was a good movie. And fucking Ox put it on his year-end list. It's a <laughs> really just... great movie. Like, I was talking to somebody about favorite horror movies. And, like, I don't have a long list. But, like, that one's at the top. And near the top, anyway, it's like, what? That's really disappointing because I really like that movie. But like, there's all there's an air about these movies that I really want to like, and like I think they could do some things cool. And like that first one where they talked about like the hallucinations and whatnot, and like how it kind of ends with ambiguous if she dies or not. Um, that's all out of this one. Like it's like we're getting chased by these sharks that clearly no better pathways of getting through all this bullshit than we do. No, and we that's just... what doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like, we just found this random opening and it's only big, we can barely fit through it as a human. And then all of a sudden, oh fuck, there's two sharks here with us. How did, no, how two, did we get there? <laughs> two sharks the size of a goddamn full-size van. Just floating, just swimming around like who fuck knows. And also they're blind because they've been in the dark forever. I was like, that. That does. That's not a thing. And why did that uh, one fish howl? Like, <laughs> goddamn it! There's a lot of just shit of this. Like, I just hate all of it. It's really bad. But yeah, like ninety percent of this movie is them going into a, a a super tight corridor to get away from a shark, and is like trying to chomp through, and it's really bad CGI. And like, whoo, good thing we got. It. Oh fuck, the shark's down this one with us. It's like how. How did it get there? You guys are like, this is the only way out. We've searched the fucking ruins. There's no way out but this hole. And then all of a sudden the shark's like, nope, I'm still here, motherfuckers. I'm like, I want to die. Like, <laughs> Even when they got through the hole, it like this is like this is where we came in here. This is how we found this. And it's like, I'm the only person that knows about this entrance. And it's like, no, no, not two people on that rope. Stop it. Stop it. Oh man, we should have anchored that better than just sticking it between two rocks. And then like I even like, like like when they got when they came up for breath, I was like, oh good. Movie's over. I don't have to worry about this anymore. And then all that shit ensued. And apparently the fucking sharks found out how to swim through there too. And no, those were different chomped, sharks. Just chomping people in half. I, I, really, like, I really like the hero speech the dad was giving. He's like, nah, we're going to make it through this. I believe it. Oh, I'm dropped in half. Save yeah, but guess what? <laughs> that was literally them just being like, motherfucker, we just watched Deep Blue Sea. Let's rip off Deep Blue Sea. Exactly. Uh, it's the same as like 
when they go in that one corridor when she's like squeezes through and because here's the music and then the guy's head floats out and scares her that's exactly out of fucking jaws it's like <laughs> quit i want to say quit reminded me of better movies but like deep blue sea sucks but i'd rather fucking watch that than this horse shit i'd watch that 10 times straight than watching this movie ever again but there's so much that i was just like watching it and i was just like oh that somebody had watched The Descent recently and was really into that. And thanks for reminding me of a fucking kick-ass movie that's fucking rocks and I want to watch again instead of this fucking horse shit. And then, <laughs> and then I spent like 20 minutes going and be like, what was that early 2000s movie where they went cave diving and there was bat demons in there? And I spent like 20 minutes trying to figure out that movie. <laughs> Which one was that? The answer was it was 2005's The Cave. Ah, never seen it. Bat that demons. sounds awesome. They go bat demons. <laughs> but it all this movie gave me such a fucking headache. Uh, especially the last two months of everything we've talked is like we're just gonna make everything so unwatchable that we're gonna deal with it minutes at a time. And I love it, like, when they were going to the cave, they're like, don't move, make a lot of movements because you're going to kick Sith around and then you're not going to see it. And, like, oh, something happened. Nobody can see anything whatsoever. Fucking knock that shit off. Yeah, it's just literally, like, we need an excuse so that you can't fucking see what we're filming. Man. It's really Two- bad. Two rooms, I would have been like, you know what, guys? It's been a good run. I'm going to go get chomped by a shark. Seems like these people really don't don't worry all that much. Like, they get one chomp and they're dead. But also, yeah. we're getting saved and we're getting fucking 15 bites and we're all right. Oh, my God. That ending just kept going and going. Dude, <laughs> I love it that they get on the boat and, like, everybody on the boat is just like, I guess they're safe. We don't have to go. We don't have to emergency evacuate somewhere. Like these people paid for a shark show. I mean, they got a good one. So let's just hang out here a little bit longer. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So definitely, really definitely avoid that movie for sure. Um, yep. One that wasn't all that bad. It was actually kind of enjoyable. Was Dora though? Did you? Yeah, like you it? were into that. Uh, it wasn't know. enough. I don't know if I was into it, but I mean, if I took my nephews to it, I wouldn't hate it. Um, yeah, it just quite wasn't enough. Like, I needed yeah. more of them, like, tripping on flower spores and thinking they were a cartoon. And... <laughs> I loved how it tied, like, tied things together from, like, the, the Dora universe or whatever. Um, and, like, the things they were leaning into in the trailer, like, her looking at the camera and shit. Um, that stuff was there. Like, when they did the map song, I was like, get the fuck out of here. What are we... What the hell? Like, some of that shit shouldn't have came over, but, like, also, good on you. Um, I think the most notable Dora explanation is, like, from one of the evening with Kevin Smith. And, like, he's just talking about how fucking high out of his mind and watching Dora and he's like, somebody got paid to make the map song and it's just a map saying I'm the map like 20 times and that's it. (laughs) Yeah. But there's, I don't know, like it could have been more, uh, like I just felt there was tonal inconsistencies where they're literally like 
you know, they're like Boots is a monkey door and he doesn't talk to you. He's just an animal. And then it's like everyone's interacting with Swiper and he's talking. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You need mm. consistency here. Yep, that, that shit totally didn't make sense. Uh, but Boots does talk in the show. But you also have Benicio Del Toro playing Swiper. <laughs> but you had fucking Trejo being Boots. True. It's weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's just really fucking weird. Um, Nickelodeon just threw money to make this movie, and it's like, it's fine. Um, it is. It was weird. The only it was me and two like seventy year old people in the theater. That was all that was there. This was only me at a nine <laughs> nine thirty in the evening showing, and like I fucking sat down and I was like, surely there's probably gonna be somebody else, and like get up and like walking out, and like the fucking lady has to unlock the door because I'm the last person in there. I was like. Just fucking really weird. <laughs> but yeah, this is an alright movie. Um, jump from there to the final one of Kitchen. Uh, how'd you dig that? Big pile poop poop. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it has some good parts to it, but all in all, it's kind of just yeah. a rubbish Does movie. it? Does it? I think so. I, I really enjoyed Moss's performance, considering she was a little different than what she's been lately. What? It's because Elizabeth Moss is fucking great. She's a great actress, but doesn't mean that the movie's not fucking horseshit. Um, at no point should you forego character development to just show me a montage and then tell me nothing about these people. And just be a bunch of fucking dumb horse shit and just like I fucking hate it. I hate it so much. This <laughs> um it it really bugs me that you don't have uh just uh it can't be that these women are characters that they are women is their characteristic. That's a, a problem. They're not fully formed outside of I'm a woman and I'm not allowed to do this. And yeah. then you get to uh, uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, you talking about Jenny McCarthy? Mm-mm. Mm-mm, the other uh, one, the black one. Haddish? Yeah, Haddish. Uh, you get to her and literally her defining characteristic is you think it's bad for you being a woman. Think about being me. I'm black and a woman. Uh, and then you take that, you ostensibly turn her into the villain of the film. Yeah. Like, that's kind of shitty. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad I watched this movie before buying any of the comics because I was totally down to read any of this, but like, this just seems like a real mess. And like, it doesn't make sense for these three central characters to get through so much to struggle to then turn on each other like they did. And it's like, hmm, uh, I don't feel it. Um, but it was... Yeah, but, and, and then just like errors yeah. uh, uh, of contrivances making drama is instead of there actually being like 
Okay, so uh, Tiffany Haddish's character literally is just like being like, fucking kill them all. Kill her husband. I don't care. I'll fucking pay for it. And that doesn't cause, like, that doesn't cause a rift between them. But when Elizabeth Moss's character is accidentally killed by someone who Melissa McCarthy said was okay, who probably was, but he saw his friend murdered and mm-hmm. thought this was going down and that's why he did this. And then being like, this is the fallout and now we have to kill you, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. It's like, no, these aren't, this isn't character motivation. You are throwing cogs into the fucking spokes of the wheel and calling that conflict. You were just, this is all contrived. Yep. Yep. So, kind of a real mess of a movie too. So, sorry for all of those. But, they do play the chain by Fleet Mode Mac twice, and that song Listen. fucking jumped. Listen, uh, I was just on top of the world walking out of the movie because of the chain, and I was like, hmm, that was probably an alright movie. And then thought about it, and I was like, ooh, Luke's really gonna hate this, and I know why. And all of the reasons you just listed, and I was like, ah, hmm, that movie really was bad. But they did play the chain, and that was worth it. They, uh, but then I'm like, I could also spot the chain. Oh yeah, I totally pulled up the fucking uh, Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. I was like, all right, I'll just listen to it this way. This is fine. <laughs> but yeah, real mess of a movie. So then, what do we got for next week? Uh, finishing off Woo Assassins, next Doom Patrol, uh, best and worst list. Uh, good, the bad, and the ugly, and surviving Christmas. Um, good, bad, and is that a uh, fucking Clint Eastwood? It is, and Sergio Leone, who you fell in love with when you watched Once Upon a Time in the West. Oh shit, I'm totally in. I was on the fence because I'm just tired of Clint Eastwood, but like, fuck yeah, I'm in for Sergio. Um, then yeah. Surviving Christmas, isn't that, is that fucking Tim Allen? No, it's, uh, it's Kirk Cameron and it's a Christian movie about saving Christmas. Fuck. So that's interesting. Oh, speaking of religion, did you watch Righteous Gemstones? No, I didn't. I was going to ask you if you wanted to watch it, so. I watched it last night. Is it is it just a one and done? No, it's a it is eight episodes, I think. Okay. You want to watch it? Uh, the then? first, the first episode's an hour. Uh, okay. I don't know if we need to watch it weekly. I just wonder if you watched it. Just kind of just kind of touch on it like a Los Spookies. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'll fucking get it watched. Um, then what do we got theatrically? Uh, obviously, blinded by the light. Uh huh. Um, Good Boys, because I missed that this weekend. Um, and uh, Ready or Not. Um, I kind of swore there was something else. Mm-mm. There's nothing else. Okay. So I, I'm fairly certain there was a movie, and I was like, I'm not fucking watching that. <laughs> um. Oh, I was gonna ask you. Did you ever watch the first Angry Birds movie? I've seen parts of it. <laughs> <laughs> so the problem with that is that first movie's really kind of really well done, but having a horseshit plot device, like because of its, its game past whatever. But I'm kind of interested to see the the second movie. 
I don't know. You do what you gotta do. If you need to see a children's movie, go see it. I mean, I probably will. Um, oh, it was Angel Was Fallen. Yeah, I'm not watching that. Um, I was I was going to pitch to just seeing this and not seeing the other two before it, but I don't know. Just saying, it's like, you've lost me. If, you, if you're trying to bait me in with your third film, it ain't working. If I didn't see the first two. <laughs> That's fair. So, uh, watch out that shit, and we'll come back with you a new episode next week uh, for all that stuff, so. Peace, fighting up all the good stuff. Ooh, assassins. Woo assassins for sure. Peace. Later.